Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching, today your search is over. Thanks for being with us and enjoy. Glory to God. I'm seeing sunlight transferred in the atmosphere. When you start lifting up that name, let me tell you what, the very the, the atmosphere responds to the name of Jesus. Amen. Did y'all feel it? It like shifted in here, right? Let me tell you what. Come on, let's lift up that name one more time. Everybody say Jesus. One more time, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, I gotta do this. Give me a J. over at me and said my back is not hurting anymore so let me tell you what in the presence of God you don't have to have anybody lay hands on you we'll do that but let me tell you what if you'll just reach out to him and say God help me whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved Woo. hallelujah Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we bless you and we thank you for your presence here. We thank you in advance. We thank you for what you've already done. We thank you for what you are doing right now. And we thank you for what you're going to do, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. May we experience you in a different way today. Maybe a way that we've never known you before. May the eyes of our understanding be opened and our hearts ready to receive your word today. Your word that is able to change us from glory to glory. We give you praise and honor and glory. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Wow. Now, look, y'all don't even want to sit down. And the word, I mean, give the worship team, I mean, just like a, they went for it. I wasn't in here last Sunday. I wasn't in here last Sunday, so I didn't know what was going on, but I heard stories. And so now we just got to, I got to experience it this morning. Amen. Glory to God. I heard this before, that a, that a man with an argument is at the mercy of a man with an experience. Amen. You can't tell me Jesus is not alive and not real because I have experienced him. You can argue, you can argue with me all you want to. No, I know he's the healer. 
You can argue with me all you want to. I know he's the deliverer, amen? You can argue, you can argue, you can argue. But let me tell you what, I have experienced the love of God, amen? Thank you, Lord. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to settle down here because I do have a message. Y'all can be seated. If not, we'll be here all day. Thank you, Lord. thinking this morning hopefully this message won't be too long but because I have some things in my heart that I want to share I remember the first time that I walked to this church and I was sitting about right there where Sammy was sit is sitting right now and I knew I had not, I was saved I was filled with the Holy Spirit but I was searching still some things going on in my life that weren't right and um, I had met pastors now my my in-laws I had met them at a event that my parents had uh, a barrel racing and running for Jesus I don't know if y'all don't know anything about that don't worry about it but that's where I met them at and it was at my parents house and so that was before I was saved but in between after that had given my life to the Lord and experienced God in a, in a miraculous way. Fire God hit me in the baptism waters, and I was laid out in the I was laid out in the in the baptism. The fire God all over me, and uh, but I was way over towards Houston, and I, and I knew God was directing me back to San Antonio because this is this is where I'm from, and uh, and I didn't know any other church to go to. Actually, I had gone to a couple of churches. I was like, no, that's, this is nothing like I experienced. Remember the experience? And I said, you know what? I'm going to go over to, I'm going to go over to Omega Church where Pastors Ronnie and Zona are at. And I used to drive by here all the time on weekends and I'd go play golf down here. Yeah, I used to play golf a little bit. Down here at, uh, I can't even, uh, Riverside or something. I can't even remember the name of it. But just right down Roosevelt. And uh, so I knew where I knew where this church was at, and I walked in here, and I sat right there. And I knew when I walked in here, and I heard Pastor Ronnie preaching. If I remember right, I don't know if it was the first time I came, or the you know sometime within the first month or so, he had a lawnmower up here, and he was talking about mow your grass. And uh, and I knew that my life would never be the same. That this was I. I had found my home church, and uh, so that was over 20 years ago. I didn't know that my future wife was here and my family was here. I didn't know that. And so I just want to share that with y'all. When pastor gets up here and says, hey, if you'll, if, you'll, if you'll give this place, Omega Church, and this family, and the teaching that you get here, if you'll give it five years, get the word of God sown into you and, and let them teach you and let the Holy Spirit teach you your life will never be the same I was a mess I couldn't even speak in public I don't know what happened to me I got the fire of the Holy Ghost and uh, so if you're searching your search is over amen glory to God thank you Jesus Thank you. 
just a few announcements. Uh, I forgot the, my phone. Uh, so the oil classes are going to be coming up on the 29th, right? And you can sign up in the lobby. We have the leadership classes. Uh, we have the biblical foundations class, which is the first one you need to take and then also the School of Leadership. So you want to take them uh, in the order, Biblical Foundations, the, uh, the uh, School of Helps, and then the Leadership. Okay, so sign up. We're going to be doing those simultaneously on Sundays uh, between 4 and 6. Okay? All right, and then all, when's the, the Valentine's? February 10th, we're going to be having a Valentine's banquet for all the married couples in here amen the ones that are uh, married to a man and a woman okay all right <laughs> we honor we listen we honor god's wisdom on that amen we're gonna talk a little bit about that today and uh, so at this time we're gonna release the 180 and uh the teaching that uh, i'm gonna be doing today i did it in a different way with our 180 students and it is powerful and the eyes of your understanding i pray they're going to be open today in jesus name amen and uh, i want to thank my pastors and my mom and dad for allowing me and trusting me to stand at this pulpit i it's a great honor and i do not take it lightly at all in jesus name so we're going to be today's title is wisdom's priority can y'all say that with me wisdom's priority and so we know that in our uh you know a lot of y'all been around here uh y'all been around here long enough so you know that pastor does not beat around the bush when it comes to things going on in our government and and with politics and everything and so what we're seeing uh what we're seeing in this time right now is that uh, men are thinking that they are wiser than God, okay? When it comes to marriage, when it comes to gender, gender identity, when it comes to uh, family, uh, about uh, the core family, about what a family looks like, about what marriage looks like, they think that they are smarter than God and that they have more wisdom to God. Well, we're going to find out a little, uh, we're going to find out that it, they're a lot wrong. Not just a little wrong, but they are a lot wrong. Amen. In Second Chronicles, uh, chapter number one, Solomon went to the tabernacle of meeting and offered a thousand burnt offerings on it. On that night, God appeared to him and asked, what shall I give you? If you'll, go to, uh, if you'll go to Chronicles and read that, you'll find out that uh, what he asked for, and he offered a sacrifice. He offered uh, offerings, okay? And God revealed himself to Solomon. I don't know exactly how he revealed himself, but here's what God said. He said, what shall I give you? And Solomon asked for wisdom and knowledge to lead and to come before the people. Nowadays, some of us would ask for wealth and riches, but you know what? Solomon didn't ask for that. 
And Solomon asked for wisdom and knowledge. And God told him, since you didn't ask for riches, you didn't ask for framing that, he said, I'm going to give you the knowledge and wisdom, but then I'm also going to give you the riches to go along with it. Okay? Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter number 1, verses uh, 18 through 31. 1 Corinthians. And we're going to be doing a little illustration today. And uh, Miss Bunny, she's the one that showed us this, uh, this illustration. And I really believe that, I pray that it's opened my eyes up so much to what wisdom's priority is. Just by seeing, you know, so I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I want to touch it. I want to see it. Okay. And therefore, that helps me understand it. A, a little better about what wisdom's priority is. First Corinthians chapter number one, verses 18 through 31. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. So the message of the cross is what? Foolishness to those who are perishing. I might not be able to, y'all are kind of blurry right now, but I'm going to read, I'm going to use these so I can read up here. For it is written, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those who are being saved, it is the power of God. So it's what? The power of God. And so what I mentioned a while ago is that Whosoever shall call upon the name of Jesus, they shall be what? They shall be saved, okay? I know a lot of theologians and a lot of different denominations, they get messed up right here about this translation in the King James. But it doesn't mess me up so much because I know that I'm saved and I'm on my way to heaven because I've received Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. Amen? So I know I'm saved from hell, and I've been translated out of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. Okay? So when we say that to those that are being saved, let me tell you what. Nita and I, whenever we're having issues with our kids, whenever we're having issues with our finances, whenever we're having issues in our body, what do we do? We call upon the name of Jesus, and he saves us in that moment. Amen? So there's a lot of you that need to be saved from situations and circumstances that are going on in your life, right? So what do we do? We call upon the name of Jesus. Let me tell you what, I'm continually being saved every, every day, okay? I'm on my, I, no, you can't snatch me out of the love of God. Nothing can, can, can do that, amen? But let me tell you, you should want to be saved every, every day, Amen? Marriages need to be saved. Amen? Glory. See, you see, some people think that they can just come to church, come down to the altar, yes, give their life to Jesus. That's the, that's the starting point. Okay? But now they think that they're right with God. Listen to this. And then in their own wisdom... They go out of here or they go out of the presence of God and think that they know how to live life better than the word of God says to live life. That's man's wisdom. And it's going on everywhere. People saying, I see it all over social media. I see it all over Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. 
that people, they'll post scripture, and then the next thing they're posting is somewhere where they're off sinning. Okay, that, that's, that's, man's, that's man's wisdom. That's not the wisdom of God. Amen? And so we're going to get our priorities straight today. Say, I'm going to get my priorities straight today. You say, Pastor Trey, this is not your normal normal message. No, we're going to get to a good spot, and you're going you're gonna to enjoy it. Verse 19, for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? This, I'm going to say that one more time. God has made foolish the wisdom of the world. We're living in a society today uh, that the created, the created think that they're wiser than the creator. But the creator is saying, no, 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 no. Your wisdom is foolishness to me. You see, the wisdom of God, Christ is the power and the wisdom of God. Everything was made by him and for him. He spoke the worlds into existence. I want to I encourage and put to challenge any, any government leader, any person who thinks they're super smart. I want to see if they can create a world by speaking a word. You see, this is how far we come that, 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 you know, global warming, they think that we, that people can affect what God has put in order by the power of his word. You see, because God holds all things in order by the power of his word. Can man do that? No. But yet we still keep trying to do things on our own and think that we're smarter than God and that it, that there's more than two genders. How stupid is that? And people are believing it. I'm sorry. We, we, we love you. We want you to get delivered in the name of Jesus. Amen? I mean, but how, how, far, how far have we fallen? God said that marriage would be with, between a man and a woman. But the wisdom of the world says, no. You know, you, whoever you love, you can marry. So people, people are going to start marrying dogs. You see, you laugh about it. Just wait. I know people right now that their dogs sleep with them in bed. If that's you, then just, just, just repent, okay? I know it's nice to have a little cuddly dog next to you sometimes, okay? But... That, I mean, that's, that's not love. I mean, that's, that's some kind of affection or something. But marriage is between a man and a woman. Amen? Whoo! I didn't know I was going there. Verse number 20 of uh, 21. For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God. And so 
They think that they're wiser than God and that it's actually so they're becoming their own God. It pleased God through the foolishness of the uh, message preached to save those who believe. For Jews request a sign, then Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified. Who do we preach? We preach Jesus. We preach Christ, right? Christ is the, is the, is the power of God. This is what this whole verse of Scripture is talking about. But we preach Christ crucified to the Jews' stumbling block and to the Greeks' foolishness. But to those who are called, say, I'm called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power and the wisdom of God. So Christ is the power and the wisdom of God. Let's keep going. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men. And the weakness of God is stronger than men. We got to start waking up. We got to stop believing everything that the media tells us. We've got to stop believing everything that our government officials are telling us. Verse number... 20. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many, uh, not many wise to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And so we see we see, we're going to get into some things in a minute. But we see that the world, when I say the world, I'm talking about that uh, outside, outside of the church, those that think that they're wiser than God. And it's the world system that is actually controlled by the enemy. Okay? It's the God, it's the God of this world, the God of this world system. Okay? So they look at us who believe on the name of Jesus... As basically stupid. Do y'all know that? They think you're stupid. So they think that you're weak. They think that you're, that you're not wise. That you're not smart. Because they think that they are wise. They've puffed, they've puffed up themselves. Okay? <laughs> oh. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things of the mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring to nothing things that are. That no flesh, listen to this, no flesh should glory in his presence. You know that your flesh loves to be glorified? Your flesh loves to be puffed up. I know mine does at times. Man, it feels good to feel good, right? It, has, it feels good to have people brag about you. That no flesh should glory in his presence, but of him you are in Christ Jesus who came for us wisdom from God. So Christ came to us for wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification, and redemption. That as it is written, 
He who glorifies in, uh, in him glory in the Lord. Amen. Proverbs 4, 7, verses 7 through 9. Listen to this. So we see in these verses of Scripture that Christ is the power and the wisdom of God. That's one point. I want you all to get that today. The Spirit of God wants you to get that, that Christ is the power and the wisdom of God. Proverbs 4, 7, uh, 4, verses 7 through 9 says wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when uh, thou dost embrace her. So we were to embrace wisdom. She shall give to thine head an ornament of grace. Wow. An ornament of grace, God's empowerment, working in us to help us do with ease what we couldn't do on our own. Let me tell you what, the wisdom of, of God has gotten me through so, so, so many times. In the line of business I'm in, I, when I started, I didn't know anything. And now that where I'm at, I basically don't know anything. Okay? But I know how to, I know how to go after God. I know how to listen to God. And I know how, I mean, and it, I, do, I, do I obey like every time, like right away? No, I don't. My flesh gets in the way. Okay? But it is the principal thing. What does it mean? Uh, a crown of joy shall deliver to thee. So what does it mean when the scripture tells us that wisdom is the principal thing? The principal thing. Here's the definition of principle. And it's P and in, and in, in the King James it's P R I N C I P A uh, P R I N C I P A L. Here's what it means. It means the most important. The most important. Consequential or influential. Listen to this. The chief. <laughs> the what? The chief. That sounds pretty important to me, right? How about you? The chief. The principal ingredient. So it means like the main ingredient. It kind of sounds like Matthew chapter 6, verse number 33, right? To seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his way of doing things, and then all of these things will be added unto you. Is that right? Okay, so the wisdom of the world says you got to put yourself first and your needs and your wants. You put that first above everything else. But no, the wisdom that comes from heaven says, no, you know what? Matthew 6, 33, seek you first the kingdom of God. First, what do you mean first? It, well, when it says first, that means the principal thing, the most important, the chiefest of things. Amen? How many of y'all used to have those big chief and, I mean, those big chief uh, notebooks, okay, with the big lines? Are those still around? I don't even know. They are? 
All right, awesome. Uh, so anyway, there's, I mean, so that, so there's that wisdom. There's the, the world's wisdom, and then there's the, then there's heavenly wisdom. So there's two kinds of wisdom. James 3, I'm going to turn over there, and then we're going to get to, uh, I want to read this, and then we're going to get to the illustration. Y'all say, Trey, hurry up and get to it. We can't wait. <laughs> James chapter 3, verses 3 through, uh, James 3, verses 13 through 18. And I'm going to read this out of the Amplified Version. Who is there among you? So this, so this, is, this is basically showing a distinction between worldly wisdom and heavenly wisdom, okay? So y'all can write that in your Bible. It may already be there, but write that in your Bible. Who is there among you who is wise and intelligent then let him by his noble living. His what? His noble living. There's a lot of leaders. A lot of influencers right now. That are not living a noble life. So are they walking in the wisdom of God? No, they're not. So somebody who's walking in the wisdom of God is going to be living a noble life that is full of character, that is full of integrity, right? Let me tell you what, when I see somebody walking like that and living like that, then I know that they're walking and living in the wisdom of God. Then let him by his noble living show forth his good works. With the unobtrusive humility, which is the proper attribute of true wisdom. So we see here that an attribute of walking in the wisdom of God is what? Humility. Is that right? Pride comes before a fall. Okay? Pride leads to destruction. Pride is a killer of dreams. Pride will mess you up. That's one thing that, uh, man, I'll tell you what, I, I, our young people need to understand that. Even older people need to understand that. God resists the proud like he puts his hand out. God resists the proud, but he gives what? He gives grace to the humble, God's empowerment to the humble, okay? And all of us, I mean, even... Uh, I don't care who it is up here preaching or who you see on TV. Every single person that you come in contact with is going to have to crucify the flesh when it comes to pride. Each and every person. Okay? If they say they don't have any, have any pride, they're lying. No, because it's a continual daily basis of crucifying, crucifying the flesh when it comes to that area of pride. Okay? And God will show us, and he's merciful, and he's gracious to us. I know y'all don't want me to get to this illustration. We'll get there. We'll get there. But if you have bitter jealousy, envy, and contention, rivalry, selfish ambition in your hearts, do not pride yourselves on it, and thus be in defiance of 
and false to the truth. Mr. Richard, I don't know, can you bring up the, I'm getting ready to do this. Thank you, sir. And so what were we talking about right there in that verse of scripture? It says, but those of you have bitter jealousy, envy, and contention, rivalry, selfish ambition. In your hearts, do not pride yourselves on it and thus be in defiance uh, and false to the truth. Our lives are basically a vessel. Can you all agree with that? Okay. And our lives are a vessel to be filled with something. And God gives us the choice of how we're going to fill our vessel. Is that right? He says, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. But you know what? He tells us to choose life that we may live, me, you, and your family, and your kids, right? So he tells us what to choose. He just doesn't make us do it. Okay? So the world says, listen, World's wisdom is selfish motivation birthed out of pride that produces an ego. God showed me that last night. Listen, y'all need to write it down. The world's wisdom, the motivation is selfishness. So it's selfish motivation birthed out of pride that produces an ego. And you're going to understand what that means in just a minute. So basically, the world says you got to put yourself first, what you're doing, your plans, everything that you're doing, you got to put yourself first. Okay, it could be, it could be all kinds of stuff, but basically, y'all see that this is sand? Our grains of sand, very small. Okay, so the things that the world does and teaches us is to put the small things first. It could be what we watch on TV. It could be our recreation that we like to do. It could be our fishing and our hunting. It could be the shopping. It could be all the things that we put first. It could be just being on our phone. You know that we can tell what you put priority and what's most important to you by what you spend the most time doing. Is that right? Okay, so it's all this little stuff that, well, I'm just going to do it. It could be not, not all these things are bad, right? Not all of it's bad, but some of it could be sin. Some of it could be addiction. I know that there's a lot of people that aren't serving in church because they don't want to stop doing what they've always been doing. They don't, they don't want to quit. They don't want to stop the pornography. They don't want to stop the drinking. They don't want to stop the smoking. And so they just say, you know what? I'm just not going to serve God. They would rather keep on doing those things that are putting them in danger and basically killing them than to serve God. So it's all of these little things that we're trying, that we, that we want to put first. Okay? And it could be a number of things, but it's birth out of it, it's selfish motivation okay are y'all getting that it's the little things that are selfish motivation and then 
We fill our lives with all of this stuff that is not important in the kingdom of God. It's not important. But then there's some other things that may be a little more important. We spend so much time wanting to get the great job. Working all the time. Those are important things, right? We fill up our lives with all of this stuff. More of the things that we think we ought to do. Pride. Arrogance. Oh, I can take care of that. We're filling our life with all of these things, right? I don't think I'm going to get them all in there, but anyway. All this stuff. Somebody hurt my feelings. Wearing our feelings on our shoulder. Well, that's important. Well, look what they did to me. Not walking in forgiveness. And society and the world system puts these priorities on us. Did y'all know that? Tell us what we need to think. Telling us we need to take the jab. Telling us we need to just uh, go along to get along whenever we know that it's against the word of God. And so what we've done, we've filled our life with all of these sayings. Yeah, some of it's good things. It's all good things. Some of it's bad things. And we have filled our life and now there's not any room for who? Not any room for that which is most important. But oh, maybe he's just barely in there. Maybe he said, I just let God in my life just a little bit. I do him a favor when I come to church. I do him a favor when I give him a tip in the offering. I know I'm, I'm being so hard, but it's going to get so good in just a little bit. God's wanting to wake us up about our priorities, about wisdom's priority. And so we left just a little bit of, little bit of room for God. Or maybe... Or maybe not even any, not even any room at all. So all of this stuff is birthed out of self, it's, it's selfish motivation, birthed out of pride, which produces an ego. Y'all know what ego means? And this is what the world and the enemy wants to do in your life and in the life of the body of Christ. Ego stands for edging God out edging God out they think that you're stupid they think that you don't have any wisdom at all that they're smarter than us but let me tell you what here I'm going to tell you right now as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ you have the mind of Christ amen so you have the wisdom and the power of God on the inside of you you have the mind of Christ now look so we haven't left any room for God here. But Matthew 6.33 says this. It says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, which means his way of doing things, and then all of these things will be added unto you. What things are they talking about? Things that you eat, things that you wear, important things in, to live this life, right? What, what kind of money you're going to make, the job that you're going to get. All of these things, he said, all these things would be added unto you if you would seek the kingdom of God first in your life. In what area? In every area. 
in your finances, in your health, in your family, in every... Look, this is going to mess some of y'all up because it messed me up. And I've been thinking about this for two weeks ever since Bunny showed it to me. And I'm like, I'm doing an evaluation. I'm doing an inventory of my life. Where am I, where am I not putting God first? What Nita was talking about a while ago. By trusting God and putting him first in every area of your life. Okay? Heaven's wisdom. Listen to this. Y'all need to write this down. Heaven's wisdom is trusting God, putting him first in all things, produces humility, and brings glory to God and not to man. Do I need to say that one more time? Trusting God, this is heaven's wisdom, trusting God, putting him first in all things, produces humility. Come on now. Produces humility and brings glory to God and not to man. And so when we seek first, when we seek first the kingdom of God, we put him first in our life. We put him first in our vessel. Is that right? And then, oh, got through the tree right here. And then, oh, yeah, there's my tennis ball. Okay. And then we start, if we're putting God first and his way of doing things and, and we're seeking his righteousness, right? Then what are we going to do? We're going to start taking care of kingdom business. Is that right? We're going to take care of kingdom business. Listen to this. In John chapter 2, verse number 7, John chapter 2, Jesus, he goes in and he starts whipping and he starts turning over the tables, right? Because they were, they were doing wrong in the house of God. And his disciples remembered that in the book of Psalms it says, they remembered that it says, zeal for your house has eaten me up. So when we put God first, then we're going to start caring about what God cares about. You'll start caring about his people. And we're going to start caring about the house of God. Amen? So the zeal, what does zeal mean? Listen to this. Zeal means an eagerness and ardent interest in pursuit of something. And when we put God first, we're in pursuit of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. Whenever I gave my life to the Lord, I said no to the devil forever. And I said, God, I'm going to follow you. And when I walked into this church, I had a zeal for this house. I had a, I had an eagerness. Hey, I want to see the kingdom of God advance. And I want to be here at this church. And I'm, I'm, let me tell you, what, you have to have a zeal for the house of the Lord. Amen. When you're born again, that zeal, we're made in the image and likeness of God. That zeal gets on the inside of us. I can tell you that if you are a true believer and you are sold out like what Nita's talking about, you're going to have a zeal for the house of the Lord, and you're going to do what it takes to get the job done here where you're called at. Amen? I know that this is stretching some of y'all because it's going to cause some of you to rise to a new level. Amen? 
We, we have a community here that needs to be reached with the gospel, but just a few of us can't do it. It's going to take a team because together each accomplishes more. Amen? You're all anointed and appointed to share the word of God. You're called into the kingdom for such a time as this to do great works, to do exploits in the kingdom of God, and to kick the devil out of this community. Amen? You see, we can't go to the nations until we get to the community. It will go to this community, then we can go to the nations. Amen? We're going to the nations right now by live stream, but I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Amen? We have our own, we have our own little mission field right here in the south side of San Antonio. Amen? How many lost people do you think are here on the south side? Amen? How many people do you think that are putting their priorities on a Sunday going, taking their kids to a baseball game? And not showing up in church. Their priorities are messed up. Is that a bad thing? No, we need to be spending time with kids. We need to do that. But not when we're supposed to be in the house of the Lord doing what God has called us to do. Amen? See, that's putting God first. Whew. Man. And so we see our priorities change when we're seeking first the kingdom of God. There's the amount, there's the same amount of balls here as there's going to be here. Y'all just have to trust me on that. So it's all these things. So now the most important things are becoming first. Is that right? Well, but if I put all that stuff first, I'm not going to have time to go fishing. I'm not going to have time. I'm going to be reading my Bible all the time and I'm not going to have time to to search Facebook. If I do all that, then I'm not going to have any time to myself. But see how it, see how it flip-flopped? But look, there's still room. Over here, there's no room. But it's got the same amount of stuff. Oh, I forgot the rocks, but oh well. <laughs> Doesn't really matter. So we have all this stuff that minus the, minus the sin and the weight that could hold us back and so easily beset us. We don't want to put this in here, right? But spending time with our family and investing time with them, that's important stuff, right? You know, recreation. I like to go fishing. I like to rope. I like to do things. I like to, you know, go on vacation and do all that kind of stuff. But when we put, for, when we put God first, look at this. Is this messing some of y'all up? Look how we have, when we put God first, he said no good thing will he withhold from them who walk uprightly. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights, right? So we have all his promise. He wants us to have a good time. He wants us to be happy. But if we're putting all this other stuff first and, and it's full of pride, well, I'm just going to do what, I'm gonna, what I want to do. It's about me. It's my life. And then we get up here and we, we've edged God out of our life. But when we put God first, he gives us all good things. To enjoy. 
And then guess what? We put God first, then there's a, Nita and I like to say, God, you can go ahead and surprise us. How many of you like God's surprises? How many of you like some debt cancellation? How many of you like a, like a super duper vacation that's already paid for? God, you can go ahead and surprise us with some other, some other good stuff, and we're just going to leave God. We're going to put God. He's going to go with us, and he's gonna, we're going to take him everywhere we go. Amen? Hallelujah. Does this help you all out? Can I see? I mean, look at this. This is the same amount. And we think that if we do too much in the church, we think that if we spend too much time with God, that we're not going to have time, we're not going to have time to do anything else. No, he cares about every little thing. In fact, he gives you the desires of your heart. He's the one that put those desires in there. Amen? After all, he's made us fishers of men, so I don't know why we can't go fishing every once in a while. Right? Amen? It's not, it's not bad. But we don't want to edge God out. Listen to this. <laughs> you say, Pastor Trey, it took you a long time to get to the good stuff. <laughs> uh, so zeal is an eagerness, eagerness and an ardent interest in pursuing, in pursuit of something. Some synonym, is it synonyms? Am I right, babe? Yeah. I'm, see, I am told you, I got to have the mind of Christ. I mean, uh, passion. So we got to get passionate about what God's called us to do. Enthusiasm. Man, I'm going to tell you what, this place was full of enthusiasm during worship. That's why we sense something different, right? We sense, uh, we, we sense another, another side of God. He, he turned another part of his face towards us, right? Glory to God. It also means fervor. Okay, listen to this. How many of you want to know the result of putting wisdom's priority first? Y'all want to know the result? Okay. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1. And then we're going to pray. I'm trying to see what time it is. Oh, yeah, I'm doing good. Thank you, Jesus. Ephesians chapter 1. I'm going to start reading at verse number 15. And then I think I'm going to read the last verse I'm going to read out of the Amplified, which will be verse number 23. Nita says, I know when the anointing starts to hit you when your nose is running. <laughs> so just bear with me. Glory to God. Therefore, verse number 15 says, Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. So this is Paul talking. <laughs> that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom. Y'all getting it? And revelation in the knowledge of him. Remember, this is, this is what God showed me. He said, this is the result of putting God first. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. How many of you like to have your eyes enlightened in every area, right? 
to, to, to know what's going on behind the scenes at work whenever, you know, they might be trying to keep a secret from you. How many of you, I mean, how many of you want to, like, you need the eyes of your understanding and enlightened just to what your calling is, right? Amen? Well, it's ours. It's ours. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know. Everybody say no. What is the hope of his calling? So you no longer need to wander around wondering what you're supposed to do. First of all, your life is about Christ. Okay? So if you'll just get busy doing that, you'll start walking in your calling. What are, uh, what are the riches of, his, of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us? His what? His power toward us who believe. Everybody say, I'm a believer. According to the working of his mighty power. Our power? No, his power. See, that's something whenever you start putting God first, then we're relying on his power working through us. We don't have to rely on our own wisdom and our own might and our own power, but it is by his spirit, the spirit of wisdom. Uh, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand uh, in the heavenly places. Far above, everybody say far above. All principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet. All things under his feet. Now listen to this. This is where it gets good. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church. Everybody say, I'm the church. So who's under your feet? All power and principality, right? Verse number 23, I'm going to read out of the Amplified. Which is his body. The church is his body. The fullness of him. You realize that you represent the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and you, and you represent the fullness of Christ? Amen? So, man, that, that makes me do a checkup from the neck up about my priorities. Amen? About walking in wisdom and about being a man of integrity and character, right? Man of my word. Which is, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all, for in that body lives the full measure of him. Woo. Who makes everything complete. Makes what? Everything complete. And who fills everything everywhere with himself. You see, when you put God first, he knows how to fill the empty spots. He knows how to fill all the cracks and all the crevices. This was from Nita yesterday. She was telling me about this. He knows how to fill your life with himself. Wow. Praise the Lord. So you getting this? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you would stand up and let's. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
So I sense what the Lord is wanting us to do. It's to do, like Nita and I didn't talk about what she was going to say during offering. Pastor and I never talk about what I'm going to do in offering. I don't know what verses of scripture he's going to during the service. But have y'all seen today how God has just threaded by his spirit. He has threaded everything together. Nita talked about when she was praying about being delivered from addiction. She didn't know that the next song was going to be talking about being delivered from addiction. I didn't know that she was going to be talking about putting God first. About trusting him and everything and about being sold out. But Jesus really is looking for a church that is sold out. That is sold out. That's not willing. That's not willing to forfeit the things of God. For, I'm going to say, the comfort of life and the, and the joys of life. We know all that comes when we put God first. But we, we've, we've had it upside down. We've had it upside down for so long and God's wanting to, to flip-flop that thing where we get our life straight and get our priorities straight. You say, well, Brother Trey, what does it look like to put God first? I don't know what it looks like for you, but it, it means just, to me, it means just seeking Him first in everything that we do. You see, and the thing is, is, is we can't judge. Like we see people that have all the stuff, and then we see some that don't have the stuff. But you know what? We can't, we can't, sometimes you can't differentiate on who's putting God first and who ain't. That's an internal thing. It's an internal thing. But I know it's a walk. In his word, this is kind of, yeah, the Lord just setting us up for next week. His word is a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. Pastor's been talking about that. We're going to get into that some more next week. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you would bow your head and close your eyes, I don't want anybody looking around. Thank you, Lord. If you know in your heart today that maybe you've filled your life upside down, that you've had priorities all messed up, and you haven't used the wisdom of heaven, heaven's wisdom, in every area of your life. And today's a day that you can make a stand and say, hey, today I make a decision to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And the first thing you must do to put God first is to receive him as your Lord and Savior. And all you have to do all you have to do is call upon the name and you'll be saved. There's no fancy prayer. 
it's really a it's really a heart issue but you do got to confess with your mouth believe in your heart that he's Lord and he's your savior and you'll be saved that's the first step if that's you we'll be down here after service and we'll pray with you where you can put God first in that area but I know that there's many of you here to here today and I've already, God's already been dealing with me about this for two weeks since Bunny showed me showed it to me and like God I repent I repent Jesus I repent I know there's areas in my life Lord God that I haven't put you first I worry, I've been worrying about things that I know that you already took care of. And when I worry, I know that I, that's pride. When I'm anxious, that's pride. Because I think I can take care of everything myself. If you say, Brother Trey, I, I, I know where you're coming from. Will you make a bold step and just come down? Just come down, make a bold step, say, hey man, I'm making a step right now. I took an evaluation of my life. Took an evaluation. God, where I haven't put you first. I haven't had the zeal for the house of the Lord. Haven't had that zeal. Yes, Lord. Yeah, I'll say it that way. Whoever wants to be set on fire again. Whoever wants to be set on fire again. You started off good. You started off great because there was a fire in your belly. But things have gotten kind of old and they've gotten kind of routine. And gotten kind of familiar. But you're saying, no, God, light that fire again. Set that fire down in my soul again. And all it takes is a yes. All you have to do is say yes. All you have to do is say yes. Glory to God. Set me on fire, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just ask him to baptize you afresh right now with the fire of God. John the Baptist said, there's one that comes after me. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and, listen, and with fire. That fire purifies us and helps us get our priorities straight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just wait in his presence. Don't get in a hurry. Don't get in a hurry. Just kind of keep to yourself. Let God do what he's doing. Let God do what he's doing. Don't interrupt what the Holy Spirit's doing. You see, heaven is so close. Heaven is so close. How close is heaven? He's as close as your next thought. God sees your heart. 
passion. Zeal. Zeal. Glory to God. And see, God just doesn't ask you to run with that zeal and that passion without giving you the strength to do it. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. A fresh fire. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Oh, the titi and another bottle of the abasi. Oh, rebe kiti and another. Ushers, can y'all kind of come up? Cold rebe titi and a bottle of the Oh, cold rabata yanisi. Fresh fire and fresh anointing in the mighty name of Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. You see her heart. You see her desire, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It's all about yielding. It's all about yielding. Glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Juan and Minerva. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. He sees all you do. <laughs> I just feel his heart is so happy. He's so full of joy. Because you have filled it, you you have filled your life with so much of him. But yet you still want more. He says, thank you. He says, thank you. He says, thank you. I do. I hear that in my heart. I hear that in my heart. He says, thank you. Glory to God. He is so pleased with you. He is so pleased. He is so pleased. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. He says, yes, because you've asked. Because you've asked, he says, he'll do it for you. He's going to give you the strength. He's going to give you the endurance. Because you've humbly asked. He says, yes, the grace to, to run this race.
yes, Lord. For Sunday also. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. says to all y'all out there if you need an example of zeal look to this couple <laughs> passion glory to God glory to God <laughs> yeah oh he's putting he's opening doors sonny he's opening doors <laughs> glory to God <laughs> Don't belittle the little things. Don't belittle the, the, the people you ministered to, the times you ministered to at the gas station or on the road or wherever you're at. Both of y'all. <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. He says, thank you for being such great ambassadors. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There's such a sweet presence of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Baby, you have anything? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Wow. I'm so thankful to be to be in this church. Man. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Glory to God. So don't forget about signing up. Don't forget about signing up for the oil classes. I'm going to build kingdom, kingdom builders out of you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Sir, I'll, I'll, I'm going to pray for you after we release, okay? Is that okay? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Will we leave this place protected. Amen. Angels encamped around about us. We go in his power and in his strength. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 We love y'all. And if you need prayer for anything, need an hour up here, the, the ushers will be around. And if you received, you want to receive Jesus or you did receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then uh, let somebody know about that. Amen. Amen. We love y'all and we'll see y'all uh, Wednesday, Thursday. Then again, Sunday, amen. We're making room for the word of God in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry. I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.